Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland, the Arsenal podcast. Every time I put anything on Facebook, it goes, you can't do that now. Absolute liability. It's, it's been like the Somme here today. We've had, we've had two people disappear Craig had to go and cover for the football coaching. And then James woke up and all of his guts are upside down. So I've had to call in the man who usually does the post-game shows with me. And uh, you'll see a different side of him this time because he's not reading from a thing of uh, notes that we've made. He's going to be freestyling the entire thing. So, Deke, hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. No problem. I was just chilling this evening anyway, so no problemo. Story of my life. I've I've had a, a packet of uh, beef and a packet of chicken. Uh, Tesco's finest, obviously, because I'm not an animal. A can of Monster and a can of Pepsi Max. Also with us, uh, luckily last night, I said, Melvin, feel free to join us if you've got time. And he said he would. Otherwise, it would have been me on my own and nobody wants that if Deke wouldn't have been able. It's, it's Melvin. How you doing, Melvin? Nice to have you back again. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on again. Really happy about that. Thank you. Now officially part of the ABW WhatsApp group. Is it all you dreamt it would be? Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. I don't like those ones at three o'clock in the morning, though. We have rings going off. Don't <laughs> you mute it when you go to bed? Yeah, of course I do. I turn it off. Of course I do. I am a late And And Deke isn't in the group because he doesn't like humans. And Stan isn't in the group because no one thinks Stan's funny. And so uh, Stan left. And Deke, he can't. He probably, can't. I probably would have left anyway. <laughs> You probably would have done. I don't know. I've not left. It's well, I, I do know because it would all fall apart. And it's only for organising. There's it's hard, very little chit chat in there. Uh, sorry, we're late. You, I'll just explain why we're late. And yeah, that's a good enough reason. Uh, if people can keep me updated with the Blackburn Rovers score, because a mate of mine that I follow, oh, I think I can call him a friend. Yeah, we follow each other on Twitter. I follow him on Twitch. Blackburn Rovers fan, proper one. He's doing his first ever watch along. He normally does um, games. And he's of my generation, so he's getting on a bit. And he's uh, yeah, he's watching the Blackburn game. So, so come on, Rovers, you bastards. In the chat, we have Paul Nell, not Neil. We have an Englishman in Canada. Again, lovely. Oh, a little clock. Oh, dear. Sorry about that. Uh, Rudy is there. How do you, Rudy? Um, uh, Englishman Canada says, I'll save the, the full chat of talking about my bowel movements for the day and <laughs> just say things are good. <laughs> Oh dear. Patrick is there. BX is there as always. Um City 1 0 at Luton. That's, that's kind of done a big poo all over the show. Uh Mike Hertz is there. Ariba. Lovely to see you. Uh Phil Macu is here. What else is there? Anybody else I've missed? Ah oh, Hente. You should go and follow Hente. Go find him on the Twitters. Follows only 82 people, which means he's a man of uh of a, a certain taste. He's in Scandinavia somewhere, and he does um, all the Arsenal history stuff, and he has got quite the following. And every day, three or four really interesting bits of Arsenal history and, and stats and data. And if you want an interesting, you want to learn a little bit about the footballs, 
go and give him a follow. Uh, and then Demsec is there. Of course he is. Any enlightenment yet, guys? Never, ever, ever going to happen. Ever, 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 ever. That's a song. It's in my head now. That's not going away in a hurry. So, uh, right, first thing we want to talk about, Melvin, what's your thoughts on the uh, how you think the Newcastle game went? Because me and Deke did the post-game show, and we might you might bring up something we want to talk about. But, yeah, how did you feel about that? Because that's now six Premier League wins in a row. Like the title of the podcast, six games, 18 points, 26 goals. Not bad, is it? No, I went to that game the other um, on Saturday night, and uh, what difference I thought we played. I mean, we were on them. We suffocated them, actually. Yeah. We absolutely suffocated them, you know, from the from the first minute until they, they were just gasping for half time. And I thought what was different about our game is that we were actually fouling them in our in their own half, which we never do. We seem to break up play like Man City used to do, you know, when they used to just break up play, stop getting in a rhythm. We stopped them playing football. Not only did we close them down very good. It's when they had the ball, we just fouled them and fouled niggly little fouls that we weren't going to get any bookings for. Clever playing the game. But some of that football, I mean, am I allowed to say this? Someone else might have said it. I hope I'm allowed to say it. Am I allowed to say that we are playing a little bit of Arteta ball now? Some of the football is so good. I mean, it feels like that. I won't get banned, will I? I won't get hauled in front of the the magistrates or anything, will I? But that's what I feel at the moment. No, we're both uh, we're both um, Arteta in. Always have been Arteta in. Are you muted, Deke? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. <clears throat> your mouth moved. Nothing came out. Yes. But you're no. either squeezing no, your I'm... testicles or you're muted. No, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. So uh, yeah, um, it's taken us a while to find the ident- identity of the team this year, um, but that's you know personnel change. I think style of football that's being played as well. Um, we had to evolve from last season. We couldn't continue the course. We needed to adapt and evolve, and we're definitely seeing that now. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Arteta ball. Yeah. I, I've been Arteta in since the moment he joined the club. I wanted him to join, stupidly enough, before even Unai Emery was taking over, when there was rumours about Arteta wanting to take over for Unai Emery. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I have been from the very beginning, even before he even got the uh, post himself. So, for it. Yes. Um uh, i got a question. I'll start with you with this one, Melvin, to get us going. Six league wins in a row. Sheffield United, that's got to be seven, hasn't it? I was on a Sheffield United podcast on Sunday, a pre-record, so it's not out yet, for a preview show. And oh, people wanted to know why an American in North Carolina spotted uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me. That was Aye. me. I wanted to know why. I asked him, he said, I wanted a challenge. <laughs> I said, you got a challenge, haven't you? <laughs> hey, mate. He said, every other season's good. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. All right. How did the pod go? Go all right. Yeah, it's really good. Lovely bloke. He's yeah, going to come and join us for the last ten minutes of the show on uh, Monday night if he's home in time because he's five hours behind. Awesome. So he can come on and cry, and we all laugh at him. Um, well, I think it's a guaranteed win, isn't it? <laughs> Melvin, it is, we are going to win. Again. We are going to make it seven in a row. Well, it seems like that, doesn't it? We've got momentum in the league. As long as our manager doesn't take out our Duracell batteries like he did in the week against the Porto and sticking those Chinese batteries that we don't, can't pronounce. Because we need the energy, the momentum, just keep going and going and going. Against Porto, I mean, we just slowed to a, a pace. like It was like uh, September, October again, wasn't it? We were so slow and lethargic and defensive, like we were going for the draw. 
which I can't understand. We're so good offensively, or we've been so good offensively the last six or seven games. Why suddenly do we stop and, and try something different? But anyway, we're, against Sheffield United, we should be too good for them. I mean, it, hopefully, we you know, they'll they try and kick us if they can't get the ball. So hopefully they can't even kick us, they miss us as well as uh, and we just play round them. Because some of our football takes... We've now gotten into a situation where we can take teams out or players individually out the game. They come for us, move it across, move it back, move it sideways. It's just all of a sudden, they just like they did Newcastle. They gave up after a while chasing the ball. They gave us they gave us the second, well, after about 30 minutes, we just had so much space. We just, just gave up chasing because when they went away, it went to B and B went to C. So we should be too good for them. We should be too good for them. As long as we don't make any stupid mistakes, we should be way above them. And uh, it'd be nice to be in a situation where by half time we're getting the cigars out, like we've done the last few weeks in the league. I'm extremely confident. I've got no qualms about it. Uh, it's four 0 win. It's it's it's. I've never seen such an easy game. We're not the Arsenal of the last decade, where we go up against teams. That's fine. That's fine. I can eat my words. It's no problem. I'm doing the post. I do the post game, so I'll eat my words. It's not a problem. Um, but I'm I'm that confident. I'm that confident that uh, we will demolish Sheffield United. They are an appalling football team. They're rock bottom for the reason um, for reasons of not being able to score goals and just leaking and losing everything. So I'm so confident. No problems here. Um. Yeah. So deep. He's that will be seven wins in a row. Arteta's yep. best ever was six wins in a row. How many do you reckon them the most in a row Emery did in the five minutes he was here? Uh, didn't he have that spell where he was winning things? So mm. I'm going to go 11. I'll go nine. Nine, I'll go nine, Danny. I, that guy run of 14 games, I think it was. He only won six in a row. That's the most he ever did. Oh, I thought that it was right, more than that. He went unbeaten for a long time, didn't he? I know that. Yes, I think that's probably where I got him. In the 5-1 against Fulham where he smashed them. All right, I'll start with you with this one, Melvin. Um, the most in a row that George Graham did. League, Division 1. Uh, well, it wasn't Premier League, was it? Division 1 um, wins in a row. I'm guessing four. Four? Mm. Oh, better than that. You were there. Yeah, but yeah, I was there. Uh, not in mind, probably. <laughs> I, I mean we did draw a lot of games as well we won a lot of games 1-0 hence the name but yeah. I'm thinking four in the league I'm thinking though we were much better than lots of that division only us and United wasn't it really but I'm saying four I'm sticking to four deep I, I don't know I wasn't even born I was born 86 so I have no actual comprehension of how that would be but you, I'm going to go I'm going to go with six because that seems like a number that seems to be happening at the moment no just because everything's six Ten straight wins um, wow. at the start of the 87-88 season. Is that the most ever? No. Uh, the most oh. ever in modern history. You go first, Deke. What was the most? And it was uh, Wenger. No way, was it? Uh, uh, I'll go back to 11 again. Oh, no. Melvin? 12. 12. 14. It was the last 14 games of the... Um, 0102 season. Nice. Wow. Nice. And I looked okay, at so like, that's the that's the bar. That's the bar that's been set. Well, okay. um, I think it might be doable. We have got a decent run of games coming up. Um, Dee, 
the is there any coincidence that this run of we're going to call it seven games? I'm going there. Oh yeah, is, is from game twenty three to twenty league game twenty three to twenty nine, and last season the six in a row came games twenty one to twenty six. So this is twenty three twenty nine. That last season twenty one to twenty six. Any coincidence in the time of the season that this streak happened? It's weird because that obviously last season we had a bit of a, a stumbling block for everyone around the world with a World Cup in the winter, which caused issues. And I really loved the football that we were playing before we went away for the World Cup last season. Um, we were doing the pods last season. Do you remember, Danny, and uh, the post pods? Oh, and I tell you what, that was that was some of the most enjoyable post pods I've done in years. Yeah. Talking about those games week after week, it was an absolute pleasure. And I said to everyone at the time, I said, enjoy the moment because, you know, if it's going to continue... And we started this season a little bit groggy, but we've definitely finished. We're finishing the season strong. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm 100% all for it. I think uh, I think the second half of the season, we're starting to show that not only Man City can do it, but we're going to be doing it. So, And, and I'll tell you what, Man City have been a shadow of their former selves second half of the season this, sh- uh, this year. So uh, I'm all for the ride. I'm all for the ride. How about you, Melvin? You've been uh, a fan for longer than I have. I mean, I, my first game was in 87, and I suppose you've been going for a decade before me. So uh, this, uh, this I mean, Wenger used to always do it, didn't he? It would be, but it wouldn't be this point. No, it would be this point. Uh, no, 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 no. For Wenger, it was always the regular thing. Knocked out the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the Champions League in the space of February and March, wasn't it? Uh, Wenger's yeah. run come at the very end of the season or the start of the season so with Arteta managing to do this in what we're we going to call this three quarters of the way through the season two seasons in a row it, it can't it's not the same teams it's not the same players it's not the same competition um oppositions why, why is this so um that these uh two runs almost parallel to each other I think one of the reasons he took him away for a break that's the only reason that's the only par- there's no parallel it's just worked out that way I think it's just a coincidence because before he took us, took the team away, we were not very good. We wouldn't have been talking like this. So I think he, he's made that change, took the team away to Dubai. And they've come back refreshed and can play in a completely different way. More aggressive, more forthright. So I think it's that. I don't think it's anything else. And let's face it, if you look at the fixtures, I hate looking at fixtures going forward, but... We're all talking about Sheffield United. Well, the one after that, if you want to take him in twos, as I'm only going to do in twos, the next one is Brentford at home. So if we've got any hope of getting to the promised land, we've got to beat Brentford and we've got to beat Sheffield United. And if we do that, it's eight on the spin. I mean, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It is. Um, I watched Brentford last night. They were shit. Here's a little thing that I've made because um, you know me. I do love a. Um, why is that Sudoku? Hey! Uh, oh, look there. They sunk my battleship. Fuckers. Uh, this is something I've been doing on the left hand side. You can see the season. And then as you go down in column C, um, that means whoever was manager. What's our so, worst losing streak, Danny? Um, in the Premier League, ooh, well, we've got a three, a three, a three. Um, we don't tend to lose. Oh, a three, three, threes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Four. Under George Graham, four in a row. Nice. After six wins, after six wins, losing four yeah. in a row. What is this? 
And where this is yellow, like this one here in 0304, that the yellow one means that's the day we won the title. Ah, so really? I have got another one that goes through the first division all the way down to 1960 that I've done, but it's a it's a lot of numbers, and I've got fat fingers. And I'm always paranoid. I'm going to I'm going to mess stuff up. But then you look towards. I mean, even at Arteta's three uh, two seasons ago, the same era, era, uh, area or number of things. Uh, in twenty one twenty two, he had uh, six wins out of seven, and again, game twenty two to game twenty eight. Now that is that is a kind of pattern that is weird. And then mm. you look at the games that we lost. We lost game twenty in the Premier League three seasons in a row. There's there's a lot of numerology going on Isn't here. Isn't that the one around Christmas? Yeah, I think it would have been, yeah. But look at this one here. We're Game- always rubbish around Christmas. We've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12 last games of the seasons in a row we've won. I mean, even before that, look, we've lost, you go back to since, since 2001, 2002, we've only lost one last game of the season. That's because we're bottlers, and when the pressure's off, we, it's okay, we have a great result. But look at these, they, lining these three, those ones up there. Melvin, that that that's got to show yeah. some kind of pattern, hasn't it? I suppose so. Yeah, it does show a pattern. Yeah. What do you I'm think? Sure, that's the Chelsea game in it on twenty nine. Is it the Chelsea game? Um, I um, don't know. I yeah, did I start got... a little thing there. You can put in there a little bit of information, and you put the well, game. Chelsea, what the one we, the only one we lost that season? You're talking about? No, I'm just saying game twenty nine for the end of our uh, predicted streak is going to be a Chelsea oh, game, right? Oh, right. Um, and then we got a two week break, and then we come back to City. Um, um, I guess that I guess that comes up with the question: Do you think it's a good thing that we've got a two-week break before the City game, which is probably the most important game of the season? Do you know I say that all the time, right? And to people that don't know much about football or don't follow football much, and they hear those terms a lot. For example, my missus, whenever she hears me go, "But babe, it's the most important game of the season," she goes, "You say that about twenty games a season." I'm like, "Well, that's how football works." But so, what, what do you think then? Do you think the fact that we're having a break before the City game is is going to work in our favour, or do you think it's going to it's going to hamper us? Hopefully, it's taken to Dubai again. Yeah, I'm all for it. Hey, have, have we got a drip doctor in Dubai? That's the kind of questions I don't want answered. <laughs> oh, game well, like 20. I said, somewhere else, they, 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 the the talcum powder over there is very expensive for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Dempsey wants to know if I got a spreadsheet of when uh, of when Mike is in the UK. No, because it'd just be always green because he's always here. Uh, oh, here we go. Boy Ten's got a bit here. He says I've not proofread this, so this better be good. Admittedly, we could actually win the league this season. Hold on, everyone, take a breath. Boy Ten's being positive. That's this it. is what this this is. See, and that's what Arteta's Arsenal are giving people. People, even with the most negative of mentalities, they're bringing them out of their shelves and making them these really positive people. It's helping uh, the world. It's healing the world. The Arsenal is healing the world. I never thought I'd see the day when Boy Ten's been positive. Uh, he says, uh, still not seeing it though. Uh, I am quite hopeful oh. of doing an untouchable season next year where we break away from the pack and don't get caught. Um, Melvin, looking at the teams around us, Liverpool are—they've got so many injuries. I mean, they've got the best goalkeeper in the world out. They've got the best ever Dutch defender, uh, best ever Dutch player in the history of football, uh, Van Dijk. He's—he's—he's—he's, uh, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's—he's he's doing all right. But then you've got Salah coming back from injury. You've got—is it Robertson is out for injured? And then you've got the Trent. Uh, no, Robertson Trent. backs, isn't he? He's back, Robert. He played Robertson. Robertson. Oh, I knew, I knew 
it's one yeah, of their Trent, Trent's out. Trent's out. Oh, Trent's Trent. out. And you've got the bloke they bought um, in the summer. Sosbelay. Who? Sosbelay. Yeah, he's injured. And also, you've got the one that got injured at the League Cup final at the weekend. So that's another one that got injured. I a man City every game, 1 0. So it's got to give us confidence, Melvin, hasn't it? Yeah, it is, but they're such good teams, those two. Even with injuries, you just got to do what we've got to do. What we got to do, we win Ross games. Said it as well. Just Stop worry about us because it, it breaks my heart. You know, looking at their like Man City, you're hoping they're one nil down with two and a half seconds to go. You know, they're still going to win. So you know, it's just. I mean, I saw on match of the day, I saw the Bournemouth game, and they, from what I saw, looked quite lucky. But they just do it. They just get you know manage. At some stage, it's going to turn, and we've got. If 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 it does turn, we've got to make sure we're still winning our games, which is the most important thing. What's Terry it's, got? Uh, Terry was was Terry the one that put the thing about why um, Kivio is such a good player? Yeah, yeah, Terry was like. He's on the podcast a few weeks ago. No, Terry. I didn't know. I didn't see that. I'm all for that though. Kivio's fantastic. He said the reason why Kivio is such a good player. He got bullied at school for having such a short surname. <laughs> I nearly wet myself. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good Terry one. hair transplants is because of trauma. People only ever remember the poor runs of results. I can recall every day of my ex-marriage. And when Guardiola retires, he won't even remember who he is. Well, hopefully he won't. Uh, oh, yeah, Jota's injury. Cheers, Ronry. Yep, Jota's got the injury as well. Um, Demsec with Liverpool's injuries, I can see Man City beating them. Um, Dick, there's been a lot of talk of people saying that we are now um, scaring teams because it's okay if we score five here and four there and then get another win, but we're absolutely destroying teams game after game after game. And this is going to be game seven. And then Brentford will be game eight, like Melvin said. That's part of what makes Man City so good is the old Arsenal thing of we beat him in the tunnel. They know what they're going to get. They know they're going to get a thrashing. We've beat Liverpool and Man City in the league. We drew the other game with Liverpool in the league. Can't wait to play Spurs and absolutely smash them. Uh, it is, isn't it? It's, it's, it is partly psychological, which is why, you know, the longer you play against Man City, you're going to go, well, they probably are going to score eventually. And we have got that bit of psychological edge over people at the moment, haven't we? Because they know everyone's getting a beating. You know what's you know what's even more terrifying because a lot of teams obviously they'll go you know if we make one mistake we're going to let this Arsenal team in and they're going to go and score a goal because it's just a certainty. However, it's more terrifying than that because how many times have we said now, Danny, in the post pods we go the moment we've scored a goal that means we go and score more, and we've done it so many times in a row now that I'm just I'm just laughing at it's like the moment we score. That's pretty much it. We're just winning games because the, the game is completely open. The team that is maybe sitting deep or playing a certain style has to sort of come out a bit more, um, show a little bit more. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we catch them on the break numerous times. We've got that that uh, David Raya ability now. So from the moment from a from a from a corner or a goal kick or anything like that, we've got that counter attacking ability that uh, that Raya offers either from the throw or from the foot and. We've not had that. We've not had that. Ramsdale, you know, we're not, we're not do the keeper keep talk or whatever, but Ramsdale's a decent keeper. But the moment we were linked to Raya in the summer, I was absolutely, I was like, yes, this is brilliant. This is exactly what we need. We've got now the ability, the spine of the team is, is, is looking so strong. Obviously, all we need now is a striker up top to finish the spine, but we look like such a strong, structured side 
that's got the fluidity to go and win the league with class. I'm all for not it. only that, they, I mean, when we score a goal, not only they're thinking, oh, they're going to might score more now, they've got their towels up, but they're yep. thinking, that where are we going to get a goal from? Because our defence is playing so well. Yes, all of a sudden, exactly it's, right. it's, an, it's an uphill struggle, isn't it, for them mentally? That's it. That's it. I said, I said last, um, what was it, a, f- a few pods now, I, even at the start of this pod, I've said, you know, the fact that we played a certain style of football last season and I was all for it and it was really enjoyable to watch, but we needed to add structure to the side um, and stability. That's the reason why we went and spent over £100 million on a guy who's <laughs> one of some of the best interceptions in world football because we want to solidify. If you look at all the stats about who Arteta signs more than anyone, it's a centre-back. He loves defenders. You know what I mean? He's only spent over fifty odd million since he's been at the club on on strikers. That's that's all he is. That's all he spent so far. So I'm really, you know, he's a guy obviously that wants to work from the very back and make his way forward. So structurally, we are so sound at the moment, but we're starting to see the fluidity that we saw last season in the, in the attacking threat again. So we get we're we're seeing the best of both worlds. We're not conceding, but we're scoring goals. Uh, you know, like we, whenever we want as well. So we're just about coming into it at the perfect time for the end run of the season. As as Danny said, Liverpool's got injuries, but uh, but and and but City. I watched them against Bournemouth on the weekend. I said it in the pod. They looked really subpar. Bournemouth were really unlucky to not get an equaliser, and I think that's the Man City that we'll see for the remainder of the season. De Bruyne isn't the player he's been uh, like he was last season, and Haaland either. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm interested to see where this goes. 100%. Melvin, um, in the chat, Demsec has read my mind and says, teams see our XG let in as 1.9 and really worry. Little graph here. Um, someone tweeted... Oh, I've got to get rid of Demsec's comment. Um, yeah, someone tweeted this earlier in the day and I stole it. I don't know who I, it was off of Twitter, but they obviously stole it from someone. Athletic. Uh, athletic. Was it? It's athletic. The A at the bottom is Athletic. They're owned by... They're a subsidiary owned by uh, the New York Times, I believe. Oh. Um, who is owned by Todd Bowley. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, Athletic, um, Athletic Tifo Football, they're all they're all very biased against Arsenal um, and they never give Chelsea any jip because they're, they're kind of owned by Todd Bowley. Ah, um, for people at home on the bus walking the dog and having a poo, this says Arsenal's defence has allowed less than 2.0 expected goals in the Premier League in 2014. Melvin, what do you think of this? We're, we're 1.9. Man City are 6.8. Everton 7.7. Somebody else 7.9. I don't know who that could be. Who, who's blanked out? Is it? There's a team missing there. Um, Spurs are 8. Forest 8.2, and then Blood of Chelsea are 9, Liverpool are 10, Man United are 10.3, and Newcastle are 20.5, and West Ham just above them in 19th place are 14.4. You're a man who likes numbers, uh, Melvin, unlike Deke, who doesn't know any numbers. Um, what, <laughs> what, does that, what does that say to you? I mean, you go to the games, you see it, but that's that is unreal, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I'm surprised our goal difference isn't much better than what it is at the moment with the teams around us because that looks ridiculous, those numbers. Absolutely, with Manchester City and Liverpool's numbers, they're far worse than ours, and yet we're practically not that much ahead of them in goal difference. So, you know, a bit shocked about that. But uh, listen, I'll take it every day of the week where we are. Our goal difference is, I think, the best out of the three, isn't it, at the moment? It is. So, goals conceded. But, but what we've changed... 
going back a few weeks, you know, a couple of months ago, rather, it was like, who's going to score our next goal? It felt like now everyone scores defenders as well. So it's not as if uh, the other team can go, look, if we stop him scoring, we'd be all right. I mean, no, you won't be all right because the guy behind him or the guy to the side of him might might score. And we're very fluid now, the way we play the football, interchanging, which is great. It's very difficult for six foot 12 defenders to defend against people running all over the place. It's all right putting big crosses in and the centre-halves looking great, heading them out. But when you're actually playing football around the box and around the side, very difficult to defend against. So... It's all at the moment. It's all looking good. Then let it, let's keep going, eh? How about you, Deke? What does you think about all that XG thing? Personally, I don't like XG, but that does say. Remember the beginning of the season? Oh, we only started doing the um, the post game shows uh, just before Christmas, I think. And I remember saying the football is rubbish, and then people were pointing out, yeah, but he's changing the way of playing football from last season to start defensively. And then I'm sure somebody said he's going to sort the defense out. Because I remember saying, that's what George Graham did when he came in. He said, the first thing you do when you want to sort a club out is sort the defence out. Last season, our defence was a mess. So it looks like the first half of this season, sorting the defence out, and then the rest wrote itself, didn't it? I, yeah. I don't remember. That's exactly uh, what I've been, I've been saying that. I've been saying that all season. I've been saying that all season. Um, yeah. The fact that he's doing that. you know, The fact that I made, I made the comment that Arteta's... Um, he spent more money on defenders at this club than any other position on the, on the, on the pitch... Uh, since he's joined the Arsenal, he knows how to do stuff. Uh, and as I said, I wanted him before Owen Emery. I absolutely love Arteta. He's got he's got so much class and charisma about him. You know, he comes off so well, but he's also you know he's passionate for it. He's not doing it for a, for the. Well, I know he obviously gets paid a nice amount of money, but you can see that it's not about the money. It's about the passion and making a reputation for himself as as an Arsenal legend. That's what he really wants to do. Um, you know, he admired Arsene Wenger a lot, and, and we all. Did. You know, loved Arsene Wenger, but I think Arteta, uh, uh, who said it? I can't remember who said it, but they said Wenger built the stadium, built the Emirates, but Arteta's t- uh, uh, turned the lines on. I can't remember <laughs> who said that. Point. That's a good point. I can't remember who said that, but that's... I saw that's, it on Twitter, I, I did see it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's, it's the mo- it's, I've never heard truer words spoken. Um, I think that pretty much encapsulates what we all feel. And if you don't feel that, then uh, football must be a very depressing place for you because Arteta is playing such brilliant football and... And the team is so cohesive. And I called it, um, you know, a few seasons ago. I said Arsenal are signing family people. He's signing menta- players with the same similar mentality. No party boys. No players with egos bigger than their talents. You know, he's got rid of all of that. And he's bringing in players. And there, uh, there was loads of jokes made when we signed Kai Havertz, who, if you know me, I absolutely adore Kai Havertz. have done before he even signed for Chelsea. I loved him. So I'm buzzing that we signed him. And I'm so glad that he's actually working out really well now because I was defending him during all the pre uh, you know, the, the early season slumps and everything. But we're finally finding an identity with this football club. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to watch, an absolute pleasure to watch. Um, with, with, our, with Arteta, I mean, I, I, you can still criticise Arteta. doesn't mean you want him out. And I've criticised him in the past for certain things because he doesn't pick the team I want, which is nothing. To, why should he? But, you know, I think, oh, how can he pick him? You've got to, why doesn't he make that he's been right so many times? But however much I, I've criticised him in the past, I come back to the same old thing. Why did he join us? He should never have joined us. He watched us get murdered by his Man City team at the Emirates. We were, they were 3-0 up in, what, 20 minutes? He was sitting on the bench just before he joined us. Never so celebrate. Any guy, 
I didn't notice that. But for any never, guy, he's never he's never celebrated a City goal against Arsenal when he was. Is that right? Was coaching I didn't him. know that. Never yeah. celebrated. He, everyone else celebrated around him. He never celebrated. There's like a highlight reel of how many oh, times right. he never celebrated. It's that. really, it's really good to watch. It's really, really good. I, to I watch. will look out for that definitely. But, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think for him to wish that he must have looked at that and go, "Well, we're not five points better than Arsenal. We're five years ahead of Arsenal because that's what where Man City were. I thought they were ten years ahead of us. I didn't yeah. think we'd ever be playing on the same pitch as them anymore if they were so much better than us for a few seasons. And four seasons later, look where we are." We're talking about not just holding on to their, sh- their uh, shirt towels. We might be going in front of them. It's amazing what he's done. So for all the time I've been, I've criticised him. I've been wrong. Perhaps not on the point of each separate point, but overall, I should have kept quiet and let him, let him get on with it because I think he probably. At least you're not dying on your sword. Yeah, at least you're not dying on your sword, and you know, and you've admitted it and stuff like that. That's because I see so many people where they just stay on the train. Because at this point they they they're just embarrassed about the comments and they've just yeah. stuck with it. They're just living with the lie. I I want to be proven. If I make a, a a statement, negative statement towards someone, I want them to prove them prove me wrong. Especially yes. when it comes yes. to the Arsenal, I'm Definitely. happy to eat my words mm. if it means that something uh, changes and becomes different and, and stuff like that. For example, I I'll, I'll give you one now. I really love Rice as the number six. But seeing on the weekend Rice playing the number eight like he did, I'm like, oh, he actually does do that really, really well. And I didn't, I didn't like the idea of him playing as the number eight. But I like, I thought he played so well against Newcastle as that that sort of old school box to box midfielder who was actually playing as an auxiliary striker a lot of the time. And and we were able to utilize that uh, that height that he offers and allowing Jorginho to sit sit in a deeper position like an old school deep line playmaker like primetime Fabregas which I said on the post game for the Newcastle so I'm uh, you know I'm happy to eat words as well I didn't think uh, Rice could play the eight but uh, he proved me wrong uh, against Newcastle that's for sure Hente's put up an interesting uh, stat here he says uh, the Arsenal current goal difference of plus 39 is the third best in the club's history in top flight football after 26 league games played only in 1930-31, plus 47, and 34-35, plus 46, it's better. That would be in the Ted Drake days, I suppose. Um, here's the yep. video um, that Deke was on about. I've gone and found it. I'm going to risk our YouTube monetization. This could be 35p down the drain. Oh, I've no. put it on. Is this the celebrations? Oh, yeah, yeah this is quality. Oh, yeah, it's sitting there. <laughs> what, what, it's, it, it gets comical how he doesn't never he never claps or gets up. <laughs> And there was a there was a lot of losses. <laughs> a lot. Even when he had he clearly had a hand in something, he'd shake people's hands, but he never celebrated. <laughs> Go away, he's probably saying him, I don't want to celebrate. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, he had a bit of a celebration at the end then. And having that. Oh, that was good. That's, that's that. when we scored, I think. He celebrated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be. Let's catch up on what the people are saying in the chat. Boy 10 says, December took away our league title this season. Now, imagine we placed those two, um, two of the... Always injured lads for December uh, or Timber is back. That's true. 
Uh, uh, Russidy posted it. Cheeky monkey. Uh, Tom Andrew, that's what Pep did first. Bought Stones, Walker, Mendy and Edison. You need stability at the back. Um, Ron Ree says, and likes numbers. Danny, quickly, I'm going to put Uh, a controversial opinion out there. You know me with controversial opinions. I don't rate Edison. Why? I don't. I don't rate him. I don't think he's as good as a shot stopper keeper as everyone thinks he is. I, don't uh, I think this the um, uh, the Liverpool one. Allison is the best, isn't he? Allison's yeah. Allison's amazing, yeah. incredible keeper. Um, but I, I really, I think Edison's got a lot of mistakes in him. I think he's got a lot of mistakes in him. If he was put into a side that conceded a lot of shots, yeah. I, I think you'd see a different keeper. We have seen quite a few times this season where I mean, like, like against uh, I know it was Allison against us, wasn't he? When they had two fuck ups. Oh yeah, that was Van Dyke as well. Though that was a mutual yeah, mistake. And lots of numbers says there will be one more game where we, for whatever reason, won't score. We need a proper striker, not a false nine. Well, it's working. I, lo- I love the option of a striker. If we sign a striker in the summer, an option. So if the false nine idea doesn't work, or if we're playing with a striker and that doesn't work, and we can option to the false nine, and I'm all for it. Obviously, we still need a striker, even though. I've been wanting a false nine to be played at the Arsenal for years, Danny. I've lost count of how many years, right? Exactly. So I wanted ESR playing up front as a false nine because I think he can play the position really, really well. Mm. Um, His hold-up play is fantastic and he can turn on a dime. But uh, uh, I'm very happy to see one of my favourite players, Kai Havertz, play up as a false nine and offering so much and and allowing all that fluidity. Tom Andrews says, I'd love us to go for a Branthwaite, young, homegrown, left-footed, centre-back from Everton, six-foot-five. Oh, we do need a new BFG. Demsek says, we seem to start games with a normal back four, then white inverts and go on the attack, which which I like to see. It's, it's, uh, well, it's offensive and defensive positioning, isn't it, really? If we're on oh, the ball, it's he plays in the pocket, and if we're off the ball, he goes back into he goes back into auxiliary right back. That Arteta turn of the lights on was James from Ars blog. So I thought not. he just... Yeah, I thought he just mentioned it from someone else. I don't think he said it himself. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, Terry Mancini says Rice is brilliant. Is a brilliant box-to-box player. Social joins is here again. I like Branthwaite too. He's a little soft for a dice player, Deitch player. More ball-playing centre-back, but he's 21. Plenty of growth. He's playing very well at Everton at the moment. Very well, Branthwaite. And they're, yeah, they're, they might avoid relegation. Oh, 100 um, percent. Mm. Uh, Boy 10 says Arteta was always fun now he's come good and every club needing a manager wants him just seeing the people say they want him at Man United no Phil says I can still turn on a dime it just has to be a bloody big dime nice. I don't know where that's come from um, you don't rate Edison says uh, Terry Mancini comments like this make me fear for the parallel universes where Tottenham are winning leagues <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't rate him I said it was a controversial opinion did you see Tem, uh, Tem uh, Boy Tendio's Havertz got one of the most unreal touches since Burkamp did you see that comment I was scrolling through and I was like to pick out one from people as I go along not all of uh, them but, yeah, no that's alright no that's alright I just saw that comment and he said afterwards he was like yeah I said it with like shocked faces um i've i'm just glad that people are seeing kai havertz the player that he uh that can he I, can be can i just go against that a little bit he might have the, as good a touch as burkamp but he's not a consistent and ever the good touch as much as burkamp sure sure sometimes he, he kicks it four, four feet in front of him yeah, sure 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 i'm not you know, knocking it i'm just saying you, yeah. you can't 
you that's fine. Can't put the two in the same in the hole. Sorry. Oh no, we're not, he's only he's only saying in jest, isn't he? He's not actually uh, right. being literal, you know, literal about, about it. You know, comparing Burkamp to Kai Havertz in any sort of comparison is, is, mm. is a moron thing to think. But he just means he's seeing touches and glimpses of what Burkamp used to do, and I'm all for it. It's, all I'm, I'm just glad people are seeing him and appreciate him. Good. He's got. He's very good at knowing what's around him. Mm, he's brilliant. He's, you think he's blind to a certain spot, and all of a sudden he put the ball back. So how do you, do you see him there? He's a rudimenter. So, no. He's a he's a space finder. He's brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, class player. Social joint is having a sing song. Ben White plays where he wants. Benny Blanco plays where he wants. Is that what they sing at the game, Melvin? That 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 song, or has he just made it up? No, I think he made that one up. Wait. Sounds like a song that needs to be sung, though. I like that. Uh, Hente says word off for Jorginho he had 84 touches in the first half against Newcastle United the most in the Premier League game by any midfielder this season they weren't just uh, ordinary passes Some, I mean he made that goal our second goal was a fabulous ball in, into the box the little chip to Martinelli fabulous ball and he did some other good things as well no he made us tick he was just tick tock tick tock all the time you know, he was brilliant. It was the best game I've seen him play for us anyway. I find when I'm at games, I don't watch. I mean, when, when you're watching it on telly, you have to show look at what they're looking at. I used to always watch Tony Adams and Keown and Campbell and Toure and all that lot. I'd watch them to see what they're talking about and see what they're doing because there's a lot goes on that you don't see because you're watching it on a camera. And mm. that's what I do miss about being at the football, watching stuff, the runs that people will make and things like that and it's uh, so much more to football than you get to see on the telly which is a shame that more people can't go to the games these days you know what advantage is going to the game as well don't you Danny you don't have mm. to listen to the commentators that's true yeah I think the most people now turn on a kickoff and turn off at kickoff yeah. at kick off. Yeah. no some combination of words I don't know what they are um, oh boy, 10's been multiversing. I've checked over 10 million multiverses, and the spuds don't win anything in any of them. It's a multiverse constant for spuds to lose. That is nice, and lots of numbers. Eddie is still taking up a wage place in the squad, needs to be sold. I think we all agree on that. Demsec last season, Kai scored and assisted eight league goals. So far, he scored six and assisted two. Uh, good to his level on uh, what he did for Chelsea last year. Um, ah, he's got a lot more games. Savar is here from Twitter. Hello, sir. Uh, are we going to see Manwari again this season, uh, Deke? What do you reckon? Uh, maybe change that to playing more than just coming on for the last 10 minutes when we're 7 0 up. No, no, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I really rate him, but I think Arteta needs to take the. I'm not saying bringing on a player is not serious, but. I I think he really wants to take this as serious as possible, and I'm all f- I, I'm and I, I think that's completely the correct way to play it. I think I think he's an incredible player, Murray, but uh, I I don't think it's going to happen as much as people think it will. Maybe oh. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I just can't see it. I just can't see it. You see them warming up, Melvin. Do they? Is there any kind of oh for fuck's sake when he when he he's been warming up and he doesn't come on? You know, like you sent a teenager to the room to say to go tidy your room up, that kind of stop when he has to sit back down on the bench. Do you ever see any of that? No, no. I see, see, see him warm up sometimes and come back, but I don't know how aggravated they get. I mean, I agree with you that I don't think he will play uh, this season again unless we are three or four nil up against and not a very good team. 
with with 10 15 minutes to go i think i think uh, arteta he's got the uh, he's actually got now he can play the long game with him he doesn't have to put him in the squad he doesn't have to take a chance with him He's 16, he could take a couple of years to slowly bid him in. You know, we're not yeah. we're in a situation where we've got, if we do have to make changes, we the people we bring on at the moment are doing a good job. So there's no need yep. to uh, put him on unless just to give him a bit of experience. I mean, this Saturday, if if we do actually, um, was it Monday night we're playing? Sorry, Monday night. Yeah, I'm playing Monday we, night, 8pm. If, 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 if we're lucky enough to be three or four up with 10 minutes to go, I'm sure he, he might bring him on again. But other than that, you won't bring him on. No way. No way. Not a chance. Um, Dem second, Rudy talking about Mika Beerith. The, yeah, uh, I agree. The Danish, is he, I think he's Danish forward. We got him from got him Fulham. From Fulham. Yeah. yeah, five years ago. Really rate him. On loan at Moth, Motherwell. Uh, meant to be for the season. He came back because he was doing so well. Sent off to um, an Austrian team, Strumgratz, I think it might be. Um, scored on his debut and then I think he scored in another game and then he scored in the Europa League I think whichever I think might be the Conference League whichever one Strumgratz are in and he's doing he's doing really well there um, Demsek also brings up a point uh, Deke about Jorginho um, one of my notes was um, I think Sophie said on the hybrid squad last night when she was on with the magnificent Dave Hillier if you haven't seen that go to the hybrid squad uh, Sophie and Hillier just magic for, for 90 minutes um, so I've said something that she's been told or she read or she heard that um, he's, he isn't capable of playing um, back-to-back 90 minutes. Why could that be at a bloke who's 31? I don't know. Well, being th- I know 31 isn't very old in the real world, but in football terms, it, 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 especially in the position and the, and, the, and the part they've got to play can be ancient. You know, being at... Uh, I, we played Porto and we played against Pepe, who was he's turning 41 this week. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> he's still he's still doing the business, you know. What I mean, he's played thirty three seasons of Champions League football in his career. <laughs> That's an insane statistic to think about. But you know, I I've I've no idea. I've no idea why Jorginho can't play two games in a row. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's got some. He's got some injuries. He's getting recurring injuries, shin problems, or I don't know. Who knows? Might be just old school wear and tear. Maybe maybe he wasn't looked after as much as he should have been at Chelsea. You know, we see that a lot with... Um, I know, I remember I used to have arguments with people about rugby all the time. And they go, oh, well, football's, footballers are pansies. And I'm like, you might, yeah, fair enough. You know, sometimes they're a little bit uh, dramatic, but I think that's part of the theatrics of trying to get the ref on the you're alluring. But uh, players who play, for fo- play football, look at Pepe, that's 20 plus years he's played professional football. Rugby players average play, they play for eight years because they just get absolutely battered, completely battered. I know it's a physical game, but they don't look after the players. They play them through injury. They strap them up like they're, all their limbs are going to fall off them because they just they just play, and it's all macho, but they only get eight years on average um, of a career. And look at Pepe. He's 41, and he's still playing in the Champions League against an Arsenal side that's looking its best it's ever done since the Invincible days. And he did a, And he did an amazing job. I think that speaks a lot about the how we look after football players. So maybe we need to just, okay, it might not be preferable. I'd really love to see him uh, every play every week, Jorginho, especially with how he plays. But if it means that we manage him better, to be able to see more of him throughout the season, then we've got to do that. We've got to do but that. you're asking the question is, you know, he's 41 and why is a 31-year-old not as fit as him? 
I think everyone's it's easier. Built different. And also, and also, I think it's easier to play at the back when you're a little bit older than than playing the midfield with the rough and tumble of the midfield. Sure. Look at sure. the one from Chelsea, Silver. He's their best Phenomenal. defender. <laughs> and he just goes on and on and on. He's phenomenal player. How old is he? 37, is he? To play, yeah, you might say, the Champions but League. Yeah, but honestly, To play week in, week out in the Premiership. To play at that level every week. He's playing for yeah. Chelsea. So I, I think I think uh, to play in the back four, especially at the two centre-halves. And, he, and the Italian one that gave up football last year. The really, I can't remember, I'm bad at names. The... Who's the guy I'm thinking of, Danny? Latan Ibrahimovic. No, the the, the centre half. Tough. Now. He looks a right, well, hard nut, and he's a great player. Anyway, he was thirty, I think, seven eight when he gave up football last year. It's easier to play as a centre half when you're a bit older than play in the midfield where it's all happening around you. Yeah. Um, just looking at Pepe, he made his Champions League debut in two thousand and four five. And he's, and he's wow. still playing. 139 wow. European games he's played and scored seven goals. That's uh, that's not bad. I mean, that's the dream career, isn't it? I remember I did a thing on uh, Mr. Waffles here. He might remember this. I did a pun. I mean, I, was, I left the Arsenal forum. Uh, online Arsenal. I've not been on there for at least 12 years. Back in the day, I did a post on there saying, you start your career at 16, you finish your career at 40. Tell me your career, where you're going to go, where you're going to start. Mine was started Barnet three years, Peterborough three years, then go and play for Inter Milan, go and play for uh, um, Atletico Madrid, then go and play in Turkey, then go and play a few years for Corinthians in Brazil, and then come and spend the last decade with Arsenal. And a lot of people just put the entire thing Arsenal, which which would be good. So maybe that's a uh, maybe that'll be a, a podcast we can do. Get the listeners to do theirs, and we can go through them. Um, someone else will steal that idea now. You have um, to change it, Danny. Put Saudi Arabia as the last port of call now, wouldn't you? <laughs> I have I have morals, so that's that's not you happen. particularly necessarily, but others. Oh yeah, there there will be the entire career there. They make an absolute fortune. I'm I'm just looking through the. Uh, a few comments, Danny, that I saw. Patino needs to be given a chance. Too good to be wasted. I think his ship sailed. Um. Oh, we think his his time's out. He's he's kind of seen it. Yeah, I, I I really rate him, but I think his his, his ship has sailed. I think we are we're gonna unfortunately gonna have to leave him, let him move on. We've been trying to talk. We've been talking about him for about five years. Um, and with Lakonga, Lakonga, was, I was talking to you, Danny, weren't I, about Lakonga and the fact that you know he's coming across really well. He's doing really well at Luton at the moment. Um, and he had an interview stating that he he understands now the quality of Arsenal because obviously he's been at Palace now he's been at Luton um for for loans and he's performing well at Luton but he's he's starting to realize now what it was to be to to get picked and play for Arsenal because we saw him in the uh, you know the what was it the Amazon Prime documentary where he was getting a bit frustrated with not with no game time and I think it's, I think it was Eddie and Ketty who just went shut up mate and basically just yeah, mugged him that? off yeah. on in the interview that, in the yeah. Yeah, in the documentary, I think yeah. he's finally. I think the, the I think it's finally clicked for him now. I think he appreciates it um, a lot, lot more. Whether he'll play for Arsenal in the future, I don't know. It depends on what we do in the summer. Um, but, uh, my TV's just gone on. One second. Um, one sec. But yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I think people are asking questions about players that, uh, that yeah, Demtek says Barbatina needs to be sold and Sambi is injured. Boyten saying Lukonga has to go. So, um, right, let's move on from that. The next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, done that one and that. Jorginho, uh, we've just done. Uh, Melvin, with every single, we, we want to run at the moment, and the formations that we tend to be using are going to be, um, it's, is it this one? I've got three on here. It's either going to be that one, with uh, Havertz, Rice, Odegaard in the middle and Trossard up front, or it's going to be that one where Trossard and Havertz swap positions. The question is, if every single player in the squad is fit, match fit and ready to go, do you think Arteta would make any changes to this starting eleven? Because we all know he's a bit uh, he's a bit um, liable to a tinker here and there, isn't he? Mm. Well, I don't know if, you, if he would. I know that I would like to, do, uh, to see something happen. If they're, if they're all fit... I would I would make one change controversially mm. because uh, you know how can you drop any of those players? But I would actually give Timber the right back slot. I really would because I think that if you look at some of our goals and also the goal on Saturday, the goal on Saturday was Ben White's fault. I think he was in no man's land. He wasn't uh, helping Gabriel with the, with the overlap on the right where he should have been. And he wasn't anywhere in the middle to stop the header, to stop Willock. So he was in no man. And it's not the first time it's happened. A lot of our goals, not that we've let in that many, but seem to come from that area. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a big critic, but I'm a small-time critic of White and his defensive play sometimes in the last 10 yards. Not so much from 10 yards upwards. I think he's done a fantastic job. But I think we need someone with a little bit more um, Noose, who knows more about how to play at right back defensively, that is. So I'd, I'd put Timber in. I know we haven't seen much of him, but there is definitely a player there. That's but where would one. you put White? Our fifty million so out pounds. Of the game. It, huh? it, 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 it'd be on the bench. Well, I suppose. I'm looking to improve the game, improve the team. Not not do a financial balancing act. It's just to improve the team. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't be happy with that, Deke. Any changes for you? Yeah, I'd do, I'd do Timber as well, but I would do it for a completely different reason. I'd take Kivior out, and I really like Ray Kivior. But I really love Ben White. Absolutely love him. He's vital um, with set pieces and everything in between. But I would bring in Timber because Timber then can play through the middle and allow White to play the Kivior role, um, basically becoming an auxiliary centre-back. Uh, and he does that role. He done He's done that role for years. So I think that would fit a lot better. Um, so yeah, I would I would I bring Timber in for for Kivio. Kivio's as much as he's playing well, he's a stopgap player. We all we all know it. Um, I would be very surprised if he's at Arsenal in the next couple of years. Um, he's not a player that we're going to be signing, uh, you know, extra contracts for to he's keep for the next few years. Do you know what I mean? I huh. He's worth he's worth quite a bit of money to some Italian team, and he's a player that we we don't need. This is my point. This is exactly yeah. my point. So Timber coming back, I think, comes in at left back. Um, I think he can. I think he can do an amazing job there. And his ball carrying skills are uh, are one of the better one of the, one of the reasons why Arsenal signed him from Ajax. He did that all the time for Ajax in the Eredivisie last season. Um, and I want to see it for the Arsenal. Would you bring his brother to the club as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. 
And I want I want Hota as well. I want Hota from me. He's just signed a new contract for Ajax. So mm-hmm. I want him as well from Ajax, the, the left back Hota. I think he's amazing. And then we could play Timber on the right and Hota on the left. Ajax, uh, Ajax wing backs. I think that'd be phenomenal. I'm all for that. 100%. Melvin, Savar says, where do you guys stand on the Timber, White, Zinchenko, Kivior? So on the, the fullback positions, what's your, well, your, your favourite? The Timber, White one we know. We know that one, how I feel about that. And I prefer Kivior. Kivior. I prefer him yeah. on the basis that I like my fullbacks to defend. And Zinchenko, as great a footballer as he is with the ball and flicking it and turning it around corners. He's not a great defender. So, no, that's that's what I would. I'd keep Kiwior in at left back and uh, Timber at right back. Um, same with you, Deke. Yep, yep. I would do I would do the same thing. Listen, Zinchenko was, uh, was such a, a great idea a couple of seasons ago, but we've already supported... I know some people get... Uh, I remember some reading a comment on like a post-game where someone was like, we're not passing Shenko and Gabriel Jesus. Um, it was on the comment section of, the, of one of the YouTube videos. And I was like, well, I disagree with you because I think we are past this Inchenko area era. We've already, um, we've already found out the style of football we want to play. And Zinchenko allowed us to kind of mold it for a while. But I think he was a, I think he was a nice little stopgap player. And I think Jesus, we, I've spoken about it numerous times now how many games he's missed for us. And we're not even, I know that he's, he's a great option to come off the bench, but we've not even seen him. And we're not missing him at the moment. We're playing some of the best football we've played this season without him even touching the side. I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there right now. That's, that's what's happening. If somebody went out there and said, we'll get rid of uh, Gabriel Jesus and we'll bring in, I don't know, Pedro Neto from, from Wolves and a, and then a striker, a, 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 an out and out striker up front. I wouldn't, Say no to the options of Jesus being gone. Zinchenko first and foremost, so definitely. Uh, Mr. Waffle says, right now we're effectively playing with four centre-backs and it works. You'd be, you'd be glad to know people. Uh, Mr. Waffle says, now got an avatar on his WhatsApp. So uh, I had a moan at him last week for not doing it. It's him standing next to the Premier League trophy. But sadly for, for Mr. Waffles, not from Portland, it's got the uh, the Man City ribbons on it. I'd have had them fuckers off, set fire to them, and then while they're running for the the fire extinguishers, to then take your pictures. I mean, I mean it works. Uh, Luca is there, who has a, his own YouTube channel, Luca AFC. Very interesting young man. Go and have a look at that. Uh, Boy Ten says Timber already passed the eye test for the one and a half competitive games he played. Exactly, exactly, he did. But then that's what that's that's the kind of impression he made. And I don't, I, I'm, you know, me making these statements, I'm not, I'm not a nut. Well, I am a bit nuts, but I'm not nuts for making these. Specific, <laughs> this is it. I'm not, I'm not a nut for making these very specific comments about Timber. Um, if I was, if I said it was a controversial opinion, like the Edison thing, then fair enough. But I think a lot, I think most of us, not all of us agree that Tim, we're very excited to see Timber come back. FA Cup update. If anybody's interested, Bournemouth, Leicester, nil, nil. Blackburn, Newcastle, nil nil. Luton one, City three. Mm. Fine. Has he got on? Oh, of course, he's got the old lanky bollocks. He's got a hat trick. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, stat padding against shit teams. Um, Mr. Waffle said, "I asked him to change ribbons for red ones. They declined." 
You should have. Sm I've seen the size of Dave. You're uh, you are a bit of a a bit of a hunk. You should just smash. You should have gone Hulk on them and smashed the whole gaff up, taken prisoners. Um, ah, a, a, a name I've not seen before. Tony underscore K holding a guitar. Dave makes guitars. Mister Waffles makes his own guitars. <gasps> There you go. In immediate friendship. Uh, Tony says, you have to be careful when bringing back players too soon. Jack Grealish started tonight and has now gone off with a groin injury. Jack Wilshere, that's all he's going to be, that bloke. Jack, all Jack the Grealish played football this season? Apparently. He is it's such a shame. He's a lovely bloke and he's, uh gets kicked, has a shit kicked out of him every game. Because he's a Man City player, you'd think he'd get protected and he would be one of England's most creative players. He's got massive calves, Danny. Massive yeah. calves. His calves are thick. Two C's. Thick. They um, paid 50 million for him and another 50 million for his calves, didn't they? That's exactly what they did. They got exactly 50 by the million pound. for one calf, 50 million <laughs> for the other calf. Um, right, next one I want to talk about Deke. Uh, something we've been uh, singing poetically to each other in the post-game shows. Nicolas Jauvet, hopefully that's how you say it, has been our set-piece coach since 21-22. Before that season, as in 2021, we scored four goals from set-pieces and 11 and 10 in the, the seasons before that. Last two seasons, we've scored 15 last season and 19 already this season. That is Not only is that game-changing, it's stats-breaking and it is phenomenal, isn't it? For already to be on 19... And we've still got possibly um, 12 games uh, left, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's 12 in the league and one in the, well, three in the Champions League because we will beat Porto. We're going to get more, aren't we? Yeah, well, I I don't think that includes throw-ons, right, for those set-piece goals because I, I think that's my theory that I've come up with that. Throw-ons, especially throw-ons that create an attacking threat, which it has done a couple of, a couple of times already this year. Um, I think those are some attacking threats because we've seen Jesus score one against Forest, and we saw Havertz score one as well, where it's been an attacking throw-on and then we've gone on and scored basically from that throw-on. Um, but yeah, set pieces. I never thought I would say the words that Arsenal are are completely and utterly the, one of the... They are the most dangerous team in the Premier League when it comes to a set piece. It sounds like something you would say about Stoke back in like 2006. <laughs> Peak um, Exactly, you know, with the uh, with the long with the long balls um, and everything like that. I can't remember who did, balls. The, who did who did the long, the long throws, the really long throws. Ian Hutchinson, Roy D. No, the lap, the lap. That's Delap. the one. Yeah. Chelsea Delap. did Delap. the first oh. long throw I saw ever was Chelsea. Ian Hutchinson, who was never done before that. He, he oh, okay. Amazing throw, yeah. Stoke made an identity around Roy, yeah. <laughs> around the lap making the throws. That was that was their attacking threat, and that was like there, a set Dave. piece for them. That was like a free kick for them. Um, but yeah, I I never thought I would see it, but I tell you what, I've never been so excited at a corner ever. <laughs> I when am do you making... get excited about corners. <laughs> Normally, Arsenal the... are about five foot one, uh, most of the team. So we're like corner. Oh, just play it short. Just play it. Just play it short. What are you doing? Cat's having a turn. Um, Roy Delap, that's very good, Deke, because um, I have made. I'm making a list of players I've who I've seen play who are, who their sons are playing, and so far got Colo Torre, son of course, 
His son, Yassin, is a ringer at Leicester. Paul Ince, Tom Ince, we knew that. Ian Wright, Badley Wright. Kevin Campbell, Tyrese and, and Kyle. Louis Barmore, his son, is at Kaisersport. He is um, 28. Oh, what about Sean Wright Phillips, his stepson? Yeah. You're not, you're not counting that? because No. Got to be blood. Um, Bobby Savage, his son, is at Reading, Savage. I think. And then you've got the two, um, the, the three that Liverpool had on the bench. I had no idea about any of these. Bobby Clark is the son of Lee Clark, the Newcastle legend. Yeah, and then Jason no. Dans is the, the son of Neil Dans. I think he played for Blackburn and a few others. And Lewis uh, Kumas is Jason Kumas's son, Welsh legend. Wow. Then I've got the three, the three Maldinis, and I've got Patrick Clivert, Justin Clivert, and Rory Delap, and his son, I think, was a striker at Man City. So if anybody else has got any more, um, yes, just just let just put them in the chat. This is going to be a thing I'm going to build. Um, Tony well, Kane. Schmeichel's not playing in this league anymore, is he, Schmeichel? No, anybody doesn't play anywhere they want. Well, Schmeichel. Yeah, I'm just going to write the word uh, Peter because uh, if I don't, P-E-T-E-R. Yeah, if people find any more, let me know. Just just interesting because it shows how bloody old I am. Um, Tony Kay, who's new to the chat, says, that guitar was at Guitar Show. I asked the price. It was £4,000. I put it down very carefully. And Boy Tens says, smash the guitar. Don't say that when, when Waffles is here. Oh, Turam. There you go. There is another one. T-H-U-R-A-R. If you're at home and on the bus, uh, you can tweet me and let me know of any others at the underscore GFP. And I'll try not to do them while we're meant to be doing a fucking podcast. Um, says also helps that half the team are built like tanks for set pieces. That is very, very true. Savar, I think you're quite new to us. Nice to have you here. Dem6 says, I was told Roy Delap was a junior javelin thrower. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Boy10 says, there you go, Harji. I knew Harji had a son. And uh, there you go. I'll add that to the list. And I don't need, I don't know how to spell names. I can't, I can't pretend my spelling is absolutely horrendous. But uh, Tony K says, Boy 10, very difficult when it's made out of carbon, graphite, and aluminium. We'll just put on safety glasses and, and lots of numbers. Akai is such a cheat. Yeah, yeah, we can all agree with that. Doesn't matter what the reason. Now, I rate, I rate, okay. I rate. to the top of my page where all my questions were because I've been fucking around with players' names. What else have I got? Um, yeah, Melvin, have you said anything about the free kicks? So I, I tend not to listen when I'm typing nonsense. What do you mean? Sorry. The 19 goals we got from set pieces. Have you had your say on that? No, I just think that it's, it's again, it's been after this break. We weren't hitting the, we were hitting the near post. I think um, Trossard was taking them. And all of a sudden it's changed with uh, Rice taking them and we are so, so dangerous. There's lots of movement, lots of planning. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I thought the, the amount of goals we've scored, I haven't seen that since Bolden Adams was in the team. When we looked, the last time we looked dangerous from uh, corners and free kicks. So That's another we still reason. Got, we still haven't got a great record of scoring from direct from free kicks, have we? We've lost That's that a little bit over the years. That's another reason why um, Kivior is such a vital player for us at the moment, because he allows us to free up Rice to take the corners because he's he adds that height um that rice would normally offer if zinchenko was on the pitch so because kivior plays he offers another uh, attacking threat from set piece 
uh, with, alongside Gabrielle and and Ben White um, and Saliba, Saliba. Yeah, Saliba and Saliba, yeah. uh, which frees up Rice to be able to do what he does with the corners that we're seeing so much at the moment. So Kivior offers more than people realise, I think. Those cheeky fuckers at, at YouTube. Look at this. I'm gonna do you a little uh, little share screen. I'm gonna go to this window here, channel content, and I'll let you see. This is my our channel page. I'm gonna have to do this one so you can see it better. Um, where was it? Um, someone. Oh, it's not come up. Anyway, in the in the thing, somebody. Uh, somebody put fucking adverts. Oh, yeah, boy 10. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else put fucking adverts. You can see there, it's adverts are switched off. Monetization, off. I don't turn that on until uh, a few hours after the pod, so you don't get any adverts. You you lot have been mugged off. I, I like it that the one, the one, the pre, the, your late night special one, it says inelegible. <laughs> oh, that's because... Um, uh, the because they, they couldn't think, understand what Mike's talking. Yeah, no, they think this song that he sings at the end, the outro. They think that that's a, a song because he's singing it. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I just that's why I was laughing because I wasn't. Exp- I've never seen that word there before. Um. Right. Where are we up to? We've done an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, people got any questions? Start them with letter Q. And much like the one we have got from Phil Macker. He only has one good message per show, and that might be the question. Start them with a cue. I will save them for late at the end of the show, and I'll answer. We can answer as many as possible. Um, Terry Mancini says, Paul Cannonville, ex Chelsea, had 11 kids with 11 women, so they could, in theory, field a whole team. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Breaking news. And lots of numbers. Luke Skywalker, son of Darth Vader. Spoilers. Is it Vader German for father? Is it? Pretty sure it is. I I love Star Wars, and I remember reading about that and laughing to myself. I fucking hate Star Wars. I only saw the Um, first film, and that was it. No more. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Star Trek, not Star Wars. Live long. I hate the. I hate. Brothers. I hate Star Trek, uh, Star Wars since they got bought by Disney. I hate. Oh, I hate everything. Those fuckers. I hate have done. Disney. Disney have destroyed everything. They've literally from, destroyed everything. Apart from the new Deadpool. Now that looks good. Yeah, but that's because Ryan Reynolds has a lot of the rights still for Deadpool. So that's does the reason he? he allows him to be able to do what he does. Mm. So he lives and breathes it because it's his. It's, he owns a lot of the rights. Uh, Demsec says uh, Latte Firm that's uh, our very own FK I say our very own he invented ABW with me um, and Hybrid Squad have ads all of a sudden it's YouTube buggery no Soph didn't have adverts last night she mentioned it um, what does bottle it really mean okay there's a question there from Demsec very good Demsec old bean um, uh, Phil can't stand Star Wars jolly good Boy 10 says Star Wars is art um disney star wars isn't even real yep. <laughs> uh phil says can't stand star wars i'm a trekkie uh good star wars died in 1999 brady spinara's turned up everybody hey. he's got a note from the milkman uh, i don't think that's going to help the situation at all city are winning 4-2 uh, i've got the page up to see who's following me on twitter by the way brady's been on a follow me on twitter at his own peril Fuck me. Harland has got four and De Bruyne has oh, got no assists. Stat pad. No, De Bruyne has got all four assists. Has four assists, four goals. Fucking hell. 
What's the point? They might as well go home. Uh, Dune. I'm gonna. I, I saw the original Dune. It was good. No, we're I not gonna it. talk films. Me and Deke are gonna do a. Oh, uh, oh yeah, talking bollocks. Bollocks. Me and uh, Sunday's gonna be busy. I'm doing a. Um, the uh, me and uh, we've got to do, do it after Sunday. the Chelsea game. We've got to do it after the Chelsea game between the break of Man City. Okay, yeah, I was going to come to that. But me and Mike are doing the shows again. Mike's been going through some stuff, and I was going through some stuff, and uh, we're messaging each other. And he said, uh, "Do you want to do one?" I went, yeah, "Okay, then." So we're going to do one Sunday, and then I'm doing the po- pre- the preview with Stan after that one, and then next midweek we've got nothing on. Me and Deke are going to do one where we talk about it's talking bollock bullocks. We'll be talking films and all that other kind of stuff, and doing our best not to talk politics, because most of you would stop watching if we started talking politics. What Mike's you doing it with? Danny, what Mike? Magic. Oh, Mike. Magic Mike. So only me and oh, him do brilliant. that. Only me and Deke will do the, the talking bollocks, I think, probably. If Deke dies, then maybe I might look at somebody else. Um, Hente, I am an alien. Fan or actual alien? Either way. Aliens, aliens the second one is my favourite. Aliens, the second one with the, the smart Sean, machine guns. I got Sean to watch the first alien. She went, not scary at all. I said, I said fuck you then. It's a good thriller. It's oh, a good thriller. But I like aliens because it's more accurate. Filmmakers just won a hundred pound on Euro Millions. I do Euro Millions. I do my mum's numbers, and so far I won four pound, but I'm loaded, so it doesn't matter. I can just throw money away. Um, so that's films. Oh my god, it's five two now. Typical. Oh, I don't want to know anymore. Stop it. Indeed, Dems. Uh, um, I can't wait to see June two. I can't wait to see June two. June oh, it's on. Looks- Watch it now. Can you? I've got a site where you can watch it now, in HD. Oh no! I can, well, all right. We'll, we'll have a conversation. We'll have a chat. We'll have a chinwag. Yes. Um, Savar says, and thanks for the welcome, Danny. I remember listening to the earliest ones you did, but then stopped logging on Twitter during the banter years. Yeah. Why is it? Where, where are you? Where are you from or living, Savar? That's. Uh, I doubt you're going to say Wales. That's as much of a. Um, a read I can give on that without people shouting at me. Harlan scored all their goals. Fuck Harlan. Watch Species. That, no, scared me. I don't watch horrors. Uh, you should ask Rio on that. Melvin, your thoughts on Rio Ferdinand? Um, you can swear as much as you want. Are you getting a little bit sick of the likes of him and Carragher and Neville, the usual fucktards going on having a go at Arsenal? Because there was a, a tweet going around yesterday with a, an, a Crystal Palace fan talking about the Arsenal, saying it's unfair how much grief they get. They are playing the best football in the league. blah de blah blah What does Melvin think? I think that Ferdinand and Neville are shock jocks. And I think that Carragher's just an idiot. I think the other two are playing a game. But Carragher's just a, a guy that can't control himself. When that goal, the Liverpool goal, was disallowed on Sunday, he actually mentioned Arsenal. I thought, how strange. Talk about in your head, how very, very strange. Now, there's something not quite right there with him. And with Ferdinand, I don't care. Listen, he could have, he might have been one of the best centre-halves this side of the Mississippi for a period of time, but it doesn't make him a judge. you never get into the old Bailey, in my opinion. He should, you know, if he's got an opinion, he can say it, but I'm not going to take any more notes of him than the geese around the corner. So that's so much respect I've got for him as a judge. He won't keep me awake at night. Oh, Harden scored all fucking five. No. Yeah. Oh, dear. This time, Bernardo Silva scored, got the assist. Uh, Deke, 
I'm going to take this off the screen. I'm going to sit back. <clears throat> I'm going to readjust my earpiece. I'm going to pick up a can of drink, and I'm going to say, Deke, what do you think of Carragher, Neville, and Rio Ferdinand? And I'm going to leave a gap so I can use this as a clip. <laughs> what do I think of Gary Neville, who is more into his politics than his football, and it shines through constantly? He's in hot water at the moment for controversial comments made towards the Chelsea team. And I'm all, you know, I, I hate the Chelsea team, but it's, you're completely right, Melvin, with regards to the shock factor that they offer. They don't offer more than anything more than that. Carragher, the man who scored more own goals against Liverpool than for Liverpool. I don't know what to talk. I don't know what to say. I don't, what do you want me to tell you about these three absolute Muppets who are, who are running around struggling to try and find relevancy uh, and their teams are not giving it to them, apparently. You know, Man United are a joke this uh, this you know this year. And Liverpool, yeah, okay, they may be getting back into it again this year, but they're definitely going to fall off towards the, the latter parts of the season. And Carrick has always been that. And they've got this, they, they think it's like this is Laurel and Hardy Chuckle Brothers thing that they're doing, where they're trying to, oh, it's Carragher and, and Gary Neville, are you? you got to love them, they're hopeless, hopeless. Absolute complete Muppets who a lot of people can't stand, even their own fans. Um, and Rhea Ferdinand, he's definitely just trying to get in there and become the new Gary Neville, isn't he? By saying stupid things uh, about uh, about um, about Bakayo Saka. And the fact that the commentators, as I said to you, Danny, in the post game, where the, the commentator said, um, oh, by the way, Rhea Ferdinand does have the most utmost respect for Bakayo Saka, even regardless of his of his comments. I think that says more about what Rhea Ferdinand has said uh, than anything that anybody spews on Twitter, because even the, the football hierarchy know what he's saying is absolutely absurd, and they have to they have to correct his character, Rhea Ferdinand's own character. They have to correct it because I know they know a lot of people are fed up with him. So, and you know, there was talk about him being on a flight or something like that, and he was giving it jip because he was the you know he came on and ended up speaking on the tannoy. Of the of the flights, it was filled with Arsenal fans coming back from the Porto game, and he's and he's, he's constantly just seeking attention. He's like a little boy who just wants to grab everything, uh, you know, attention seeking little muppet that he is. And Melvin, you know, Melvin said it right as well. You know, he was, yeah, he was a great centre back, but it doesn't mean that you could become an incredible pundit. Look, Thierry Henry, fantastic football player, shocking manager, shocking, shocking manager. Not as bad as Gary Neville in his time in Spain, but we don't talk about that anymore, do we? <laughs> done. And there, there you are done. Wonderful. That'll be a, a video on its own rather than a, <clears throat> a YouTube shorts because, uh, yeah, it can only be 45 seconds. And I don't want to cut that down. Um, Demsec says his, his daughter lives, his youngest, um, lives 50 miles away. I've just checked how far away. There he goes. Demsec says, a bit of dad-daughter time. She's living 50 miles away. My daughter lives 69.7 miles away, but she can do that in just under, just over an hour because she drives like a twat. She lives Imagine nearer me, she Danny. She lives huh? nearer me. She lives nearer me. Yeah, Nottingham. Nottingham, yeah. I'm, I'm about 40 minutes. I'm 40 minutes away. You can keep your eye on her. Um, God, there were so many comments there. I can't go. And, oh, someone new on Twitter. Hello, Fergus. Um, should be should we be surprised that former football players having limited intelligence in their punditry? Yep. Yes, in 
indeed. And there was a ah, um, Savar says, haha, I'm from India, I've been supporting since 2002. Cheers, guys. Absolute dream is to sit in the clock end one day, maybe even have a drink with the Ashburn and Army. Well, if you ever do come over, let me know at the underscore GFP on Twitter, and I know plenty of people that would be happy to meet you before the game and take you well, to, the, to the maybe to the pub to show you around. Um, because I am quite obsessed with India at the moment. I'm going to put something in the chat. A bloke called Jay Streasy, 39 year old American, he has just spent the last 65 days in India. He does 16 hour streams, gets up, go walks out the hotel and goes right, left or right. And he will go and he'll speak to the charwalla people, the tuk-tuk people. He'll um, just um, talk to people that are homeless. The other day, there was three blokes sat outside of a hotel with all the newspapers on the floor selling newspapers. He sat with them for two hours talking about life. One of them spoke quite good English and the other two spoke um, English a little bit and two hours just talking to them. And then he'll go and they'll have dinner and he'll, he'll try all the different street foods. He'll try it all. And my favourite place is Bangalore. And I also like, um, I said it last week, Mumbai. Very, very nice. And I didn't like Delhi because it's like London. Incredibly busy and very messy. There you go. Maybe, I'll maybe talk about this later because that's not football talk. Where's where's Steve Lord who would shout at me, get on with it. I'll get on with it, Steve. So um, what other notes did I have? I hear nobody asking. So done that one all the way down there. Um, the football revenue, Melvin, you're a man who knows numbers. Um, football revenue rose for the year to $464 million, up just under $100 million from 21-22. So any thoughts on that? Because it's going to go up again. It, that was based talking about the Pepe deal has cost the club over a hundred million pound and then they were that's where i've got this numbers from um it's going to be even higher next year will it well this is just asked me you're talking about the 400 and odd million yeah. yeah yeah will it go up i don't know if it will will it why should it go up we bought i suppose we bought a hundred well 100 million for rice obviously that'll go up in the players we bought yeah it will go up yeah well, that'd be offset a little bit well by wages not a lot a little bit by wages but You've got to remember the revenue is going to go up because of European football we've got, had this year, and that might continue with the rounds going forward. And that's big, big money. So, no, no, it's just fine at the moment. Everything's fine. There's no problem. We can afford to um, give uh, Savannasaurus his money every week. So, things can't be that bad, can they? How about you, Deke? Uh, do you ever look at the financials? I know it's none of our business, and me personally, the club gets zero pounds and zero pence from me, although I am going to renew my membership so that I can hopefully get tickets for some games coming up. But uh, do you care about it? Of course I care about it because it it, 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 um, it tells the story of the longevity of the football club and how we can, we can uh, handle ourselves in the transfer markets. Um, you know, we've been through the era of we paint we we paid off the Emirates and uh, and had players like uh, Nicholas Bentner and Marouane Shamak and Denilson, who I remember when he left Arsenal and went to play back in Brazil, he had to come off after like ten minutes and be put on a uh, a ventilator because he couldn't breathe because he was so unfit. Um, <laughs> so we've been through these eras where money was tight. So, of course, money is very important. I think it's a big part of it, especially if you play football manager as well. You've, these, are, these, are big, these are big things that you need to look at. Um, we need to be you know, frugal with money. I'm very happy that we didn't make any um, stupid deals um, in the winter just to, just to bring a player in 
just just to appease the fans to bring in something new and shiny. We didn't do that, and we're and we're starting to see that now, where we're sticking with our guns and going with the plan at hand. If plan A, if plan option one or plan A is is, is still available, we should be striving towards that, no matter when that um, that particular plan becomes in a, in an active mode. For example, in the summer, we know what's going to happen. We're going to go and sign ourselves the striker that we wanted to sign. Whoever that may be, I don't know because you know a lot. There's a lot of talk now about how Ivan Tony, the man that we were all looking at, is potentially not the player that we're going to be signing, which makes me very interested. Because to tell you what, Ollie Watkins has had a fantastic season for for Aston Villa. Fantastic very... 2023, the yes. most goal um, and the most. What's it called when you have the goals and assists added them up? Uh, contributions. Contributions. There you go, Melvin. Play, play. Yeah, the most in the Premier League in, in the year of 23. Yes, incredible football player, completely under the radar, um, and a man that's in his prime. He's playing for a Villa side that's actually challenging at the moment for Champions League football under a manager of Unai Emery, who I you know, think he was unlucky at Arsenal, even though, as I said earlier on in the pod, that I preferred Arteta over him and untested Arteta above him. But, you know, he's, he's doing a great job at Villa with an Ollie Watkins who's, as I said, flying under the radar. We might be able to get him for like 40 million or 50 million. And I think that would be a steal for a player like him. And I think he would get into the team and offer us something that we don't have, even though we've got a Havertz that can play top, high top football. I think Ollie Watkins is a little player, but who knows who we sign? Who knows who we sign? But yeah, let's, uh, let's stick with the plan. Uh, watch, the, watch the money coming in and out. And, uh, and yeah, just as, as, as in faith with uh, Edu and Arteta doing their barbecues in the garden. I just want an invite one time, Danny. That's all I'm asking for. A little barbecue well, invite. You know, I love a barbecue. Brazilian Edu. meat. They love they love a barbecue. They love it. So, I'm, uh, Edu, if you're listening, I'm, I'm available for invites. All right. I'm happy for some picanha. More for it. No worries. Just looking at um, Ollie Watkins's stats, uh, Melvin. This season, all comps nineteen in thirty-six. Last season, sixteen in forty. Previous eleven thirty-six, and the season before that, sixteen in forty. He's five foot eleven, and he's twenty-eight, and he's twenty-nine in December. Nine games and three goals for England, and he's an Arsenal fan because he was born yes. in Torquay. Obviously, yes. is that someone you'd like to see at the club? No. I think we can get better. I think we can do, do better than him. If we've yeah. got to change our style again, Danny, I want an upgrade on what we've got because at the moment it's working for us at the moment. And yes, we probably do need a, a, a plan B when, it, when things aren't going our way. But I want a bigger upgrade than that to change our style. Definitely. What upgrade? What, what's your dream signing then, Marvin? I haven't Washington. got a dream signing, but I don't think he's good enough. for. Oh, okay. He isn't that different to what we've got. As far uh, as far as talent goes, I'm sorry. I just I think his first touch sometimes lets him down. I think he goes missing. I think his record recently has been fantastic, but broke back a few months, wasn't showing at all. No, I, just, I, I, I think I just think Tony's going to be really really expensive. Yeah, um, he probably and, is. Yeah, and I think Osherman's going to be too expensive as well. That's yeah. 120 odd million. I don't think so. If you're if you're if you're going down, if you're narrowing down players based on costs. That's the only reason I'm looking at Ollie Watkins, who has had a really good couple of seasons. But yeah, of course, I would, I would, I would love Osherman. Osherman's the dream signing. But you know, at the end of the day, for the money, who knows? Um, Solanke's another option as well, who I've rated as well. But he's come off the boil recently, and it, but Ollie Watkins has been consistent, really consistent. So who knows what happens? 
we'll get the player that hopefully Arsenal wants. So it doesn't really matter what our opinion is, I guess. Exactly. And also, in all fairness, we pay our scouts a lot of money to let them earn their money. Of course, I'm sure 100%. they exactly they do. They've got a job to do. Let them, let's hope they do it properly and get. I have, I have faith. Need. I have faith in oh, yeah. do. As I said, just yeah. invite me to. Oh yeah. Yep. Boy yep. 10 says, uh, Zerkzy and Gyorkias. I was watching a thing about him. I sweetie Swedish. I was watching it on YouTube the other day. This season in um, the, the, the Portuguese league, he has scored in 21 games, 17 goals and seven assists. All competitions, 33 games, 30 goals, 11 assists. Wow. And he's only 20, I mean, he's 25. Yeah, he's 25, six foot two, Swedish forward. Um, Coventry last two seasons, 30, 40 in 90 games. And before that, Brighton had him, loaned him out three times, three different managers. And uh, yeah, it didn't really work out for him, but he is absolutely dominating it. He is like the, he's like the new Zlatan. He does absolutely everything with the ball, which is wonderful. Uh, Phil's been a bit bum licky here, says uh, Danny once bought. Danny once brought in something new and shiny to appease the ABW fans, and that one was Deeks. I don't ever refer to you lot as fans. I've uh, to suffer as of having to suffer this every week. Uh, Social says Rio just looking for attention. Arsenal live rent free in his head. When you live in and around London, you know who is top dog. This another attention seeker attempt from Rio. Uh, talk about United. Um, yeah, Joel B says uh, Watkins is a gooner. Um, Patrick says we certainly will be by some unknown Brazilian youngster. Rudy, we don't need Ferguson from Brighton. We have Mika Beerith. I think that's a bit of a step for him. Tony K, if we could have a match fit party alongside Rice and Erdegaard against City, I think we could win. That's never going to happen. Under scroll down a bit. Uh, West Waffles says um, Ossiman has not had a good season. No, because he's just like all the other players that are wonderful and uh, they get too big for their fucking boots. And, and Napoli have been shit this season. And it's a lot of it is down to him. Uh, Crunal is there. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning to yourself. Hope you're all right. Uh, have something nice for breakfast. Personally, I had a uh, can of Monster. I'm a monster myself. Uh, Social says Osman off the PSG. Cash plus Ramos to Napoli. And where else are we down to? Uh, Patrick says, oh, who is? I think you're Swedish. Gyorka is, is, is nothing like Zlatan. He is a traditional centre forward. Well, I will go and uh, I'm going to go and find uh, again. I'm doing something which I, I'm going to go down to my own YouTube. Uh, where is it? Oh, stop getting rid of the bloody bar, you morons. I was watching it last night, and it was a, a bloke talking about how good he is. Now, where is it? Come on, don't let me down. Talk amongst yourselves. God, I don't know how much shit I watch on YouTube every night. I'm giving you another minute. 30 seconds. If you don't find it, I'm moving on. No, it's not on here. It's a really interesting um, video about how he's doing. That's a shame I can't find it. And actually, I'll wait until one of you two is talking, and I'll go and have another look. It was just talking about how far, how well he's doing. Um, right, next topic I wanted to talk about. Unless you two have got anything up to, are you interested in kits, either of you? Because a few kits have been rumoured for this season. I personally don't give a damn. But next, you mean next season? What did I say? This season. Next sake. season. Glad you're right? listening. <laughs> um, 
you two can talk about this. That's the possible mock-up for the Arsenal home kit next season. Um, notice the Adidas has got the three stripes. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Any you two got any thoughts on that? No, not really. It's got it's got red on it. It's good enough for me. It's fine. It looks very much like this season, but yeah, got does, blue. It? Like that sort of looks like. Yeah. Sort of looks looks. It literally looks like a Photoshop. I don't know. I, 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 yes. Yes. I found the video. I'm going to put the video in chat and then. Oh, I'm going to put it in chat and you lock if you want. You can go and have a look at this video. It's got um, just talks about his career and stuff like that. And they said he, this bloke says he's in the new Slatin, but he is Portuguese. He's a Porto fan. So automatically we don't like him. Um, I don't care about the home kit. This one, Deke, look at that. Black with green on the shoulder. What kind of fucking witchcraft is that? Oh, no. What no, is that? No, no, no. What is that? Who who's doing these? No, what are no. these mock-ups? Who made these mock-ups? Whoever F H is. Right. Okay. Well, F H. No. And then there's no. the the third kit, Melvin. Any thoughts on that? For the no. third kit, it's not bad, I suppose. But it's a third kit, so I don't see it much. So I'm not really bothered, to be honest with you. I will give it. I will give it one thing. I'm yeah. all for the Adidas, the old logo coming back. I yes. am. Oh, for the old logo yeah, coming nice. back. Regardless of what the kit looks like, if they bring back the old logo, I'm fine with that. Good with me. So to join in with this, I have made my own away kit for next season. What do you think to that? You need a ruler, mate. You don't shouldn't draw that a ruler. <laughs> All I've done is inverted the colours on that. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that was the case, but we've played really well in that horrific yellow kit. I love it. We play really well in it, and I don't know why. Legendary. So they reckon this kit is going to be next season's third kit. So I got this current season's third kit, inverted it to that. Yeah, that's all he's done. He's just inverted the colours on the. I told you. I told you. This guy, whoever's doing this, he's uh, he's not had to. He's not had to stretch his brain very far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I'm going to go and have a look. See if we've had any more. uh, any more questions? Because uh, we're yes, to that's that's a great point. Sorry, Danny. Um, yellow, yellow is my favourite. Whenever Arsenal bring out a yellow kit, I love the yellow kits. One of my favourite shirts is the two thousand eight two thousand and nine um, away shirt. The shirt that Arsenal scored um, scored four goals against Anf- Arsenal, Liverpool, Anfield. You know that yellow kit? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favourite kits. In the in the last few decades, um, if there's a yellow kit, I'm there. I'm there, hundred percent. Oh, I remember when we had our first yellow kit. I was around when we had our first away yellow kit, and that was, I think, in the seventy seventy one season. Seventy one season, that in the FA Cup, right? Yeah, that was the yeah, FA Cup. The double, yeah. double league, double. Uh, I wasn't alive, yeah. but I know that's obviously. Uh, she wore the yellow ribbon, kind of came from and everything. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's um, that one of my favourite chance. Dark blue. Dark navy shorts with a yellow sort of fantastic. Yeah, that looks very iconic. smart. That looks Absolutely cool. iconic yeah. Arsenal kit. That. Yeah, yellow's yellow's one of my favourites uh, for football shirts. Hundred percent. Um. So there you go. I've gone through uh, all of your things. Uh, Miss Waffle still has that yellow shirt in his closet. When I first started going in '87, I got the home kit. My dad got the away kit, and we still got both of them. I told him, "In that kit's worth a couple of hundred quid because he's never worn it." apart from for a couple of games. So go dig it out. He's an old man now. He's saving all his money to spend it on cruises. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So uh, we've got three questions because you lot couldn't be bothered. First question for you, uh, Melvin from Filmmaker. If Jorginho left this summer, do we spend big on a midfielder or a striker? I think it's got to be a midfielder. We definitely need backup because Party ain't going to be around, is he, for too long. Even if he stays with us, you can't count on him playing more than five games. Uh, and, we, and we need someone. Look how better we play when we've got someone with Rice to let Rice do what Rice does. So I'd, play, I'd do it on a midfielder, if you ask me. Deep. If we lose Jorginho for some weird reason, then, yeah, we have to sign a midfielder. We can't rely. Party's going to go as well. Uh, we can't rely on old Nanny as much as I love him. He's like a lovable, lovable uncle when you meet him at Christmas. But he's a, he's a 6.5. He's a, he's always will be a 6.5 old Nanny. He's a guy that does the job, but he's not a guy that's going to go and do the do the job. He does a job, not the job. So, yeah. Yeah, if we lose Jorginho for some weird reason, then fine. We're going to have to sign a mid. But striker is what we need to be looking for. If we can get Jorginho on another year's contract... Um, and if we if we some magically manage magically find a, a really great signing to bring in alongside a striker in the summer, then that's the dream, isn't it? That's the dream. Oh, that would be good if we can do it about disrupting what we have too much at the moment. I yep. think most people would be very happy about that. So next question, cheers, Phil. Uh, next one is, uh, what does a bottle really mean? Um, either of you want to take this? <clears throat> the phrase never, bottle job. I've never looked into the, the, the historic term for bottle job. I don't know where it stems from. I'm sure Google would probably give an answer to bottle job, but I will randomly give you my favorite. Uh, and it's a severance severance pay. Uh, if you know the origins of severance pay, uh, it's a really cool little. So you know what severance pay is. So if you, lo- if you leave your job, they give you a severance package or something like yeah. that to give you money to leave. So what you would do is you would, uh, this was back in the day where they would be head people. You nice. would give the guy who is chopping your head off sever- a severance pay, meaning that if you oh, paid him well enough, yes. he would he would sharpen the axe and do it in one. If you didn't pay him, he would leave it blunt and do it in three or four hits. So I that's hate, where the term sever, severance pay, oh, where right. you would be paid to be released. Uh, so yeah, so if you handsomely, if you paid him handsomely, he'll give it a good old sharpen and do it in one foul swoop. And that's where it nice. comes from. So, but I don't know where bold job come from. No idea. Oh, right. Um, next question, Melvin, you can start with this one. Uh, one from boy 10. How come Chelsea's youth project doesn't get compared to Wenger's Arsenal youth project? Chelsea basically have a stadium debt with a billion-pound team of bums. Wenger had Danielson and Juru. Make oh, that you will. Um, well, Chelsea's youth project would never, never get a chance to play, would they? Because they they buy they want to buy success for for yesterday. They don't give it don't give it a chance. So being a youngster at Chelsea. I mean, look at Hutchinson, Omari Hutchinson, who left us because he wasn't getting enough games. He's played left. He's what are you? I think he played twenty minutes for Chelsea when he left us. He was a youth team player, and now he's on loan again, isn't he? Somewhere. So no, to be a youth, you've got to be unbelievably good and unbelievably lucky to get a game if you're a youth team player going forward at Chelsea. With Arsenal, there was always the League Cups that he used to throw him in at. 
competitions like that because he really wanted to win the FA Cup or the league or European competition finger prioritised on that. The League Cup was just a testing pad for a lot of these players. So Chelsea now, I'm sorry. Chelsea have got to go for the League Cup when they get the chance because they know they've got no chance to win anything else. So it's completely different. They lost the League Cup this weekend against Liverpool. That's right, yeah. Virgil van Dijk scored in the 120th minute. Um, there's two There's two reasons why Chelsea doesn't really talk about the, uh, why we don't talk about Chelsea's youth project. One is because they are, before City, they were the most prevalent side in uh, in the Prem to loan out like 40, 50 players at a time. And it was literally becoming absurd how many players they would loan out. So they're not looking to, and I'll tell you what, I'm all for loaning out a player because it, it especially <coughs> when it comes to a lower league, or a lower reputable, reputable team because it offers them to be able to learn to become a human being as well as a player, grow them as a human being. So they have to learn to you know, do things for themselves, look, look after themselves, cook for themselves, clean for themselves, learn some responsibility so they can grow as a man because a lot of footballers, they all stay as children because you don't have to really do anything for themselves. Um, and the other reason is because Chelsea have got a massive history of paedophilia in their in their in their Chelsea Chelsea youth ranks, where their coaches and and stuff like that would would diddle too much. There's been at least two that we know of that have uh, so, I don't uh, know. Been in trouble. I don't know. Um, Mr. Waffle says uh, I looked it up as well. Um, the Cockney rhyme is saying "bottle" means arse, bottle, and glass. Originally, you would lose your bottle, i.e., be so scared as to lose control of your bowel function. Oh, okay, that makes it. it, should, it of course, it's it. Cockney rhyming slang. I should have assumed it to be Cockney mm, rhyming. Slang. Those heathens. Yes, um, we are heathens. I agree. Miss Waffles loves entomology. I think that means examining dead goats. Nice, you keep that to yourself, sir. Um, uh, Blackburn are now one-one. Um, Aldo Cookie available on Twitch. Go and find him. He's very entertaining. Just talks bollocks for an hour and a half, then plays games. He will be over the moon. I will be going watching that straight after this show. And, uh, right, any more things here to say? Um, no, I don't think uh, I don't think there is. So I'm going to look at my notes, and I'm down the bottom of it. Nothing else left to say. All the questions have been asked. I think we're over and done. So that's been an hour and 41 minutes. Melvin, anything else to say before we go? No, just looking forward to Monday night. That's the next one on the agenda, isn't it? Monday night. Can't wait for that. Certainly is. Deke, any wise words? I want 8 9 nil against Sheffield United on Monday. I'm going to enjoy the post. Oh, I'm going to enjoy the post. We're going to, there's going to be so many notes of so many goals. It's going to be beautiful. I mean, if we beat Newcastle 4-1 and Newcastle beat their mate nil, it's got to be 12-1, hasn't sh- it? Oh, Sheffield United are shocking. I know. So bad. And we are so we're flying so high. I'm I be I be I, we're we're gonna smash them. We're gonna smash them. Gonna good. good. Right, people. That is it. Thank you every too much to thank you very much to everybody who joined in the show on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Hello to everybody listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, and uh, my personal favourite, Spotify. And uh, thank you very much to Melvin for agreeing to step in even before you knew this was a titanic-esque at one point it was just me clinging on thinking oh god what am i gonna do 
Danny, always a pleasure, never a chore. You know that. <laughs> Excellent. And Deke, thank you very much for turning up in your tugboat, dragging me out of the water and saving the pair of us because <laughs> it could have been... Uh, it's, it's never much fun with just two people, especially if you've not podcasted together too many times. And I'm not sure Melvin's used to me wandering off talking nonsense here, just going, what do I say? What do I do? He's, he's talking about bowel movements. Help me, someone. And he'd probably just leave, turn his camera off and go. Cheers, Deke. No worries. I, you know me. I don't play well with others, but we, you yeah. know, it's a fresh lineup, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we will be back on. Oh, what day is it today? I don't even know what day it is. So I'll be back on Sunday for the Sunday roast, Sunday night for the preview show, and Monday for the post game show. And next midweek for me and Deke doing the talking bowl rocks. Thank you very much. Uh, subscribe if you want. Doesn't make any difference. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at him. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged. Microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on them and bosh. Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>